Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. In Exodus chapter number 1, verse number 5. Exodus 1, 5 said, And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. For Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Praise the Lord. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Beautiful. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Praise God. I want to speak to you about the covenant headman. Please take your seat. Here in Exodus chapter 1, we see a vivid account of how God allowed his people to sojourn into Egypt and they lived there. The Bible talks about the fact that all the children of Jacob moved into Egypt from Reuben to Simeon to Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. They all moved to Egypt. And of course, we know that it was in the time where the whole world was experiencing drought and famine. So, the Bible said all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. So it was talking about the people in the household of Jacob. And the Bible made an exemption about Joseph. He said, for Joseph was in Egypt already. That's where I take my theme from. Joseph was in Egypt already. Now Jacob is a covenant man. In fact, he is the third person in the patriarchal line that is um, very prominent in biblical studies. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Is that correct? And these were his children, the 12 tribes of Israel. They went into Egypt. But before they got there, there was a covenant man who was already there. That's why we are talking about the covenant head man. Because every time and season, God chooses who a covenant head man should be. And Joseph in this family, and for that matter, the whole nation of Israel became the covenant head man, even though his father was alive. God had chosen him to go ahead of them into Egypt. The Bible said, where they were going, he was already in Egypt. 
So the covenant headman is a man that God has anointed and will position or place ahead of his generation for very important divine reasons. So, before all the children of Israel got into Egypt, God already had an arrangement to have a stranger in Egypt who was already part of the governance architecture of Egypt to receive them into that land and give them placement. I believe that that is also our position in our various families, our position in this particular generation that we belong to, that we are covenant headmen for the families we belong to, for the generation we belong to, for the ministry we belong to. That God will position us in times within dispensations to receive the rest of the people who belong to our dispensation, our generation. And the reason why God is making us covenant heads, man, is because he has anointed us for such purpose. This message is important because if you don't know this, you will walk around as if (laughs) you were a slave sold into Egypt, you went into prison, by chance, coincidentally interpreted dreams, you, you went into Pharaoh's house, and then you solve problem. And then what? No, you have to know that you are a covenant headman. And even when you don't know, you are. So you have to begin to assert yourself based on what is written in the Bible. Why am I saying so? Psalm 105, verse 15, 16, 17. This long before Joseph knew anything about this. In verse 15, the Bible said, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. 16. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. 17. He sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Are you here at all? So here we see God talking about Joseph, talking about his anointed, talking about the fact that God sent him ahead. But before he sent him ahead, he had in his mind that he was going to call a famine on the land. And because of the famine that was part of his plan, he had to send his man ahead of the rest of his generation. Now, when you read down, let's read down, verse 17. He said, yeah. So, 18 says that whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. 19, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. So, the point is that trial does not change your covenant position. It doesn't change your nature and your operation in covenant. He was put in jail. His feet were, were hurt. He, his, the word of the Lord tried him. It's not the devil. The word of the Lord. That was already upon him. You see, the covenant head man is already carrying the prophetic word of God upon his or her life. Whether they are aware or not. So whether you are aware or not, there is a marriage God is going to give you and it's a prophetic marriage. That makes you a covenant head head man or head woman in your family. There's a job God is going to give you. It's a placement. What is it? It's a placement. There's a position, a status God is going to make you occupy. And in the midst of the trial, 
God's plan will still be running. So, God wants us to understand these things. Now, if, if you continue from where we got to, it says that, the next way, it says that, the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance. So, he said, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. This, uh, that's when he became the governor. So this is our covenant privilege. It's our covenant blessing that you and I, we are covenant headmen. Headmen of our families, generations. And we are carried. You see, sometimes you find yourself in situations and you begin to question the covenant. But I have learned that even when the devil is working, the covenant is also working. That you find yourself in a bad condition and it doesn't change the color of the covenant. It doesn't change the operation of God. God will be working in the midst of the negativity. He will be working. The Bible said they put him in jail but it was the word of the Lord that was trying him. So when we find ourselves in situations that is difficult for us to understand, we need to appreciate the fact that there is a divine plan, a plan that is deeper, stronger, and uh, higher than we can understand. And all we can do is to allow the word that is trying us and commit our lives into the hand of this great God who has a great plan for our lives regardless of whatever is happening. Because sometimes I look at children of God and the way we look morose, the way we look deflated, the way we cannot be excited, we cannot be, we cannot be, you cannot be sparked. It's like you are down and out. I look at people, I say, sister, you want to marry, but when I look at you, you are deep in your thought. And when you are deep in your thought, you don't look beautiful. You look very dim. You look shadowy. You look smoky. <laughs> there's a way that the cells in your face they collapse with the muscles and the tissues and everything because Charlie the Bible says that a bitter soul it dries the bones there's a way that you can be 28 and because you have allowed the issues of this life to becloud your mind for the covenant operation you look like you are 45 or 50 But I'm telling you, sister, the brother that wants to marry you, eh, he's afraid of that face you are showing him. He's afraid that's a kakai right there. We, we want, even in the, in the state of badness, we want the, the sister who is a covenant head woman to shine. To do what? Shine. The brother must shine. Because the thing is that if you know anything about a covenant, it can, it can never happen. It will not happen. You will not be the first God we use for a sample in the laboratory. God has been proven. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's proven through time and generations that the covenant can never collapse on you. 
He told Abraham, he said, I don't care how your age is running. I've already said, if you like, stay. If you like, be doing whatever you want to do. But the covenant there, it will speak. It will speak. That position is a position for someone who is a covenant head man or head woman. That God has anointed you, selected you, ordained you, appointed you. And the covenant headman has been sent ahead. You have been what? Come on now. Say I've been sent. One more time. One more time. Say I've been sent. Say I am here because I've been sent. I'm in 2022 because I've been sent. And I'm going to be in many years because God has sent me there. Look, the truth of the matter is that if you have not been sent there, you won't be there. You can't be there. You, you don't get there by your own design. You get there because you have been sent there. And when you are sent there, how you get there doesn't matter. I mean, the boy got there from hatred to the, to the people arresting him, putting him in the pit, selling him, going to Potiphar's house, going to prison, going to the palace, becoming a governor. From rough road to the palace. But in all of that, the covenant will still be working. Maybe the workings of the covenant is the reason why you are using that rough road. No, we have to investigate this matter well. Yes. Because the people hated him, one, because of his dreams. They hated him, his brethren, two, because his father made for him the coat of many colors. But really, on that day, when they wanted to deal with him, it was not about the coat of his many colors. Um, it was not his coat of many colors. It was about his dreams. They said, behold... Here cometh what? The dreamer. That's what the covenant was speaking. That they saw the greatness. That was what was happening. And they hated him for the greatness. So if they put him in the pit, the reason why they put him in the pit was the greatness. And that greatness is a prophetic word that was upon his life. So they put him in the pit because of the word. But the word will never shut up. In the pit now the word took him out. And said, sell him. <laughs> Are you here at all? So, when you carry prophecy, prophecy can molest you. Promises can molest you. Can abuse you. When you carry a heavy duty word from the Lord, it can pepper you. Are you here at all? So, Paul was telling Timothy, he says that because this thing can deal with you, eh, it's a war. Wage a good warfare. And sometimes the real battle you'll be fighting is fighting to stay on your ground for the prophecy to work. Because everything will be trying to sweep you off your feet. And you need a fight of faith with sound mind. Sound mind. Of course, you see that. Please put that scripture there. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Let me show you something. I don't know why I'm not proceeding from this. Case. This charge I commit unto thee, San Timothy. According to the prophecies which went before on thee. See, as for the covenant head man, everything is ahead, ahead, ahead. We are not dealing with your history. He would just tell Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you are one of a kind. But before you came here, I already called you. I already sent you. Are you here at all? Are you sure you are here? You see, the reason why I know that no witch in this town, in this nation, in this Africa can, can deal with me is because I'm a covenant head boy. 
I am here because Jehovah sent me here. Are you here now? You, you won't lose your marriage because you are a covenant head girl. Amen. You are in that marriage because God put you there. Amen. Amen. In that workplace, they can do all the uh, fetishism and whatever. It's not going to work because you have been put there. Amen. And a prophecy has gone ahead of you. Now, watch it. He said, this charge is a charge according to the prophet which went before on thee. That thou by them, thou art might as well a good way. You see, the whole matter is learning how to contend, to hold your balance with the prophecy. Okay. That thou by them, because sometimes when you put the prophecies here and the happenings around you, you find out that it, it, it doesn't work. It's a negative correlation. Are you here at all? But in the end, it will work. Tell somebody, in the end, it will work. So that's why I say, thou by them, and I say, behold, no matter what you think. And you know, I like when he say you are fighting the kind of things you should use to fight. Next verse. He said, wage a good way for you. He said, holding faith. Are you here? Yes, holding faith is, uh, this is, holding faith is relationship with God. He said, and a good conscience, that's clear your mind. Do what? Clear your what? Clear your mind. That's it. Hold your connection with God. Let your mind be clear. You need understanding. You need wisdom. You need knowledge. You need to know that this pepper I am going through, there's a reason. But there's a greater reward ahead. You see, many people fail because the mind is not good. Many people fail because we lack the understanding that the prophecy must pepper you. So you see that you, you just lose your mind and you go off the radar. But the prophecy there, it will be moving with time. So by the time you, you take a station break and come, it has moved. You go and do it and say, I want to have a me time. Prophecy doesn't have me time for you. It's moving. <laughs> the, prof- the same way you have been sent, the same way the prophecy too has been sent. He sent forth his word. The word has been what? Sent. The word is not waiting for you. Run your race. <laughs> the word here is going. If you like, go. If you like, stop. But it's moving. So when you do all this, I'm taking time, I'm tired, I don't know what, God owes nobody nothing. You have to understand how God operates and do a catch-up. Do what? God is not chasing you, God chase God, man. He said, seek. What did he say? Seek. Jesus has already sought us. Sought for us. The rest is for us to pursue him Pursue him and his program. So the, the God covenant head man must understand this. That God has already positioned you in a very great place. Where did he position him? In Egypt. Egypt was a superpower of the time. The whole world was going to come to Egypt. And God said that I have put my man there. Ahead. Are you here at all? You will be the leader of your generation in Jesus' name. So he put him there. And 
this covenant boy, there were realities. I've already started showing you some of the realities. In those realities, we see from Exodus chapter 1 verse 6, we begin to see the realities. Nice, dangerous realities. That as a covenant person, you know, we just have a particular mindset. That once I'm a covenant person, everything should be butter my bread, sugar my cocoa. But it doesn't work like that. <laughs> the, these, write them, right, make your known. The realities of the covenant God, God-man. Realities of the covenant headman. Number one. In verse five, Bible said Joseph was in Egypt already. Verse six, and Joseph died. Reality number one. The covenant headman is aspirable. Like you will one day aspire. You and I will one day die. We one day do what? Everyone will die. Some thousands of years ago, some people were here. Yeah. They used not to cut their hair. We are here these days. We are cutting hair. We are doing our bad. No matter what we think and do, one day we will die. So no matter who you are, is it the believer dies or unbeliever dies? So every time you have to live like a dying man who is on a mission. Because one day you will die. So even though God positioned Joseph and the whole tribe of Israel in a good land, the Bible said that, and Joseph died. There are children of God who know that they are blessed, but they don't think they will ever die. And the thing about thinking that you will never die is that that thinking helps you to waste your life. That I will never die is one of the easiest ways of wasting your destiny. Yes, it's like you are immortal, you are invincible. But the truth of the matter is that no matter the heaviness of your covenant, your promise, your prophecy, one day you will die. The bishop will die with all the titles in the clergy. One day, one day. You will die. We've been dying. The Pope has been dying. The archbishops have been dying. The cardinals have been dying. The right reverence, the left reverence. Like, you, we will die. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah, one day we will die. And you see, Jesus, eh, he knew that one day he was going to die. And he kept telling them that, look, part of the program is that as I am with you and you are enjoying me, I'm going to die. And when he said that, you know, people were not expecting it. They were sad. Even Peter took him to one corner and rebuked him. Don't say that thing again. Hey, we are here. Why are you talking about that? But Jesus said, look, in order for me to fulfill whatever I am here to fulfill, I need to have this mind that there is a terminal point for my existence on earth and one day I will die. If I don't have this mind, if Jesus didn't have that mind, he would not say, I need to be in Samaria. You know, it, because he knew that time was not on his side. So, I have to go to Samaria. I can't be here. We can't be talking. So, the disciples, they will be there. And then, 
So he just disappeared. They'll be looking for him and he's gone. Sometimes he's with the crowd. They are hailing him. Hey, my Jesus. Because he knew that one day he was going to die. Are you here? Yeah, yeah. That's no matter if you're a covenant person, know that one day you will die. Number two, the Bible says, and Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. So, Joseph was not the only person who died. All his covenant brethren, they died. A time will come, all our generation will just be bundled together. It will be history. Yeah, you just look at your classmates. <laughs> Just look at it. Your age mate. Getting closer to heaven. <laughs> a whole generation will have to exit. And a new generation have to take over. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So verse 7. Let's skip verse 7 and go to verse 8. Because I'll come back to verse 7. In verse 8 it says. Now there arose up a new king. Over Egypt. One of the covenant realities. That. A covenant headman must also understand is that no matter how much impact you have, there's a possibility that a new king, a new leader, a new ruler, new people will be in the positions of power. There arose a new king. And sometimes new kings come with new rules. Are you here? So, that no one stays on the platform forever. A covenant person must understand that. That helps you to make, make hay when the sun is shining. Because some people think that, you see, God is not interested in clearing you from the platform. But you see that when people are standing on a proper amphitheater platform, the spotlight eh, is mostly on one person. And it's on the arrow person. So you see that there can be a whole crew on the stage. And they have been put under a shadow of darkness. And it's only one person you can see. But when we change that in China, so you can still be on the stage, but the light is not on you. Why? Because you have to have that mind that a new king who may not love you, may not like you. Huh? Your, your workplace, the MD, they have tenure of office. They just come and go. Even if the owner of the business is your boss, now one day he will die. And another will come. I, is God talking to somebody? So that's a reality that a new king can come. A new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. That's number three. That a whole system can come and does not recognize you. No matter who you are. This is serious. Because the covenant person, even though it can be relevant through all seasons, there can be such a time where a new king comes and the Bible said, he knew not Joseph. He knew not Joseph. He did not know Joseph. Now, when I read this, the thing just really shook me. How can it be? How? How can a pharaoh come? You see, 
When you say someone is a pharaoh, a pharaoh is not elected. It's a royal, it's a monarchy. Eh? And if you know anything about these royals, the way they bring them on the throne, they will teach you the history. And the culture. And the legends. The gods. The figures in the kingdom. Right from the beginning to where you are. So, for this pharaoh to come. And the Bible says that he did not know Joseph. Boy. Now, Genesis 41, verse 40 to 42. Watch it. It's a reality. He said, thou shalt be over my house. This is Pharaoh, original Pharaoh talking to Joseph. Thou shalt be over my house when he interpreted the dream. And according unto thy word, shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than I. Now, Throughout, please, no. Throughout this time, we see that it, throughout the Bible's history, we see that that's one of the, maybe the first time that we are seeing Pharaoh really electing a deputy to himself and making someone a prime minister. And for someone to be the first prime minister in Egypt and a, a new Pharaoh comes and he doesn't, doesn't recognize, he doesn't know, he doesn't remember, boy, this guy was ruling. Pharaoh said, only in my throne will I be greater than you. He said, at your word, the whole Egypt, they will rise and sleep. Please, let's read the next verse. 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, see, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand. And arrayed him in vestures of linen, fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. Next verse. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. Which he had. So it means that it was not for any deputy, it was still for Pharaoh. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. How can you forget a man like this? In fact, we will even learn that the whole world was saved by the economic management of Joseph. And he was the head of the economic management team. Not speaking English and big, big, big language. But the guy had a plan that was working even in a famine. Do you understand? Yes. Proper head of economic management. I mean, a man whose economic model saved the whole world. The Bible said all countries went into Egypt. All countries. How can, even if you were the devil yourself, you cannot forget such a man. But the reality is that he was forgotten. A man came who did not know him. I mean, one day, if we don't do things well, uh, people will come who will not know Francis Orbit. And it should not make me sad, though. It should make me <laughs> motivated to fulfill my
purpose as far as God is concerned. Because whether I like it or I don't like it or a time will come and they say, Founders Day celebration. They can't dance, dance in church. Away. Away. And I've been in Nigeria several times when they are having the Founders Day celebration of the late Idahosa. And it's just, Charlie, we are there. It's a normal day. It's a good day. It's a blessed day, but it's, it's, you are gone. Yeah. In fact, the founders, them, but they will be bringing offering to the pastor who is there at the time. The pastor will be collecting in our body. <laughs> but it's a founders day. Oh. Tell somebody that no matter who you are, people will forget you. You are a covenant head man, but you will be forgotten. Why am I preaching this? Because you see, the season demands for such a message. And, and we are going to land, and you see why we should land. That's why you can't take this season for granted. You know, when I was doing my quiet time, I said that you need to write something and build something monumental. So that even when there's a pharaoh who forgets you, the statue will be there. As a reminder. That, that, that's why they were building statues. One boxer, Deontay Wilder, after the trilogy, you know, he just decided that one, one was draw, two were defeat. Boy, I'm done. He went back to his regular job and all of that. Then, in, uh, he comes from Tuscaloosa. And then they mounted a bronze, he calls himself the bronze bomber. They mounted a bronze statue in his honor, his image, in the center of the city. And they invited him. So when he unveiled it and he saw himself standing there in the bossing clothes, something entered him. He said, I'm going back. <laughs> this Sunday, he is returned a to boxing. First round, now he knocked the guy. He wanted to kill the guy. <laughs> so the, the revival has come. I'm just saying that you can't be forgotten. So now that they remember you, let the impact be strong. Let the impact be strong. No time for imbecility. No, let the impact be strong. Let the impact be spiritually, maritally, everyone ground. Let the impact be strong. If you believe in negativity, follow the devil. Get deeper. Yeah, but if you believe you are on the side of God, boy, then there cannot be lukewarmism. There cannot be hot, cold, blah, blah. No, 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 no. no. Because, hey, we only remember you. When one bishop told me, he said, Francis, take time. Number one, he told me two things. He said, be careful where you appear and how you appear with people. Because if you don't understand this, one day, a lion will be taken for a cat. That is called familiarity. Number two, he says that the living only celebrate the living, not the dead or the sick. So no matter how powerful, and he's a senior most bishop at the time in Idahosa's church. He was telling me that, and I was preaching in this Woji church, just telling me that, hey, 
I've seen the way you travel around. You are, you are everywhere, shaking everywhere, Nigeria, as we heard your name. That's why I brought you here, and I've seen it myself. And my brother, he said, young man, take care of your health, take care of your life, because when you are sick, we will not celebrate you. When you die, we will not celebrate you. So, and he, he told me, he says that a willing spirit can do nothing in a dying body. And then he asked Today that you are here, if it is singing, let it touch heaven, touch it, touch man, touch the devil. Because you'll be forgotten. We, we don't remember you in Houston. We, 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 don't you see that we are enjoying recently? CC Winers filled one big stadium in America. But they started singing from the same church. But one is dead and we are gradually. She even has a more powerful and more attractive voice. But we have forgotten. Are we singing his song, her song? No. She's gone. You are gone. You are gone. And thankfully, the Bobby Brown, she followed to die. He's recovered and he's living his life. If you follow foolish people, eh? I said, foolish people don't die. It's only good people who die. You are a fool. You die. Please tell someone, don't follow foolish people. You'll be forgotten. Verse 9. All these things we have said is very personal. Okay? And that Pharaoh, and he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. So, so get them up out of the land. So now his attention is on, the, on Joseph's children. Know that a time will come that a whole system will victimize your seed. The covenant headman. I'm telling you the covenant headman that, that you became the MD because God put you there. It's also the reason why your children should be hated. That you had opportunity to marry when no one marries. It's the reason why you'll be hated. That you became the music director. Yeah. You should have some. Your children will be hated. Some, some people, they will have eternal war with you. Like the Bible said that the house of Saul was at war with the house of David. Why? Because that house thought that David had robbed them of royalty. That belonged to Jonathan. So... Even when whatever was it, there was still war. There was what? Yes. Your children will come and attack. One day. Please, am I preaching here? They will not be attacked. They will not be victimized. They will not be, you know, they will not come under all those things because you are a bad person. No, we don't see the badness of Joseph. We see his impact. But boy, he is going. He's, he said he looked at them and said, "The children they are more and mightier. Let's deal with them." And in their own sense, the wisdom, the, the satanic wisdom, there's a satanic wisdom that attacks good people. He said, "Let's deal with them wisely, so that we will suppress them." 
We will pepper them, put taskmasters on them, make them build treasure cities. If they pepper them, pepper them, pepper them. So the, the point I'm telling you is that if you're a covenant headman, you must build some resilience for your life and beyond your tenure. Because you will need to build that protection that your children can inherit from you. Or else, your children will inherit a battle they know nothing about. Your family will inherit a battle. I mean, you, I'm preaching here. Not everybody likes me in this community. I know. Even in this church, not everybody will like me. But that's a friendly match. I'm a covenant head man. In my family, not everyone will like me. In my generation, not everyone will like me. Wherever I appear, even the people who will be embracing me, some hate me with that embrace. And me too, maybe I hate some people. <laughs> hey. So, leave that lollipop mindset. Like everything is, I'm, a, I'm an innocent person. Everything is rosy for you. It's like me. Look, leave it. Look. <laughs> so these are the realities. So these are the realities. And but there is hope for our future. Say amen. <laughs> Barato Skelete. There's hope for the future of a covenant man. So, the covenant will have a way of speaking. But you should have these things that become like borderlines that help guide you to operate within a particular space. The particular mindset for the Lord. And for your, for your own self in fulfilling your purpose that God has called you to fulfill. Can I continue the preaching? So, one of the things that will happen to a covenant person is that whether you like it or not, God will call a famine in your time. <laughs> Throughout the Bible, Abraham's time there was a famine, Isaac's time there was a famine, Jacob's time there was a famine. All covenant people see one adversity that is like global in its nature or spatial in its nature within their context. And God helps them to customize solution that turns the adversity into opportunity for their elevation. Please listen to this very carefully. Oh. That the economic Situation we find ourselves in right now, whether it's by mismanagemental, managemental, global waiting, waiting, it has been called. It's here. When the deed is done, it's done. But what is God telling his people? That's a question you have to ask yourself. When the COVID came, it was an adversity to the whole world. But for some people, God turned it as an opportunity for them to become billionaires. The owner of Zoom 
up. Became a, just a billionaire like within a short time. Maybe the quickest anybody has become a billionaire. In dollars. Microsoft. Teams. Pam. Adversity came. It became opportunity for other people. And I saw that when God's people are sent ahead, one of the things God sends to them is not resources. He sent farming, adversity. And whilst that adversity is burning the land of other people, God is giving his man a revelation that gives that person an advantage. Gives that person an opportunity. Are you here? So, the God covenant headman is going to have opportunities for elevation in this particular season of farming. That amen didn't come out. That means you should not think like the way the world thinks. You should not assess the situation the way the world assesses the situation. Your faith must be in God. Like Joseph, all the time, he never served the gods of Egypt. All the time, his faith was in God. He named his first child Manasseh. He said, God, God has helped me to forget my pain. God was in his head. Praise the Lord. Second child, Ephraim. God has helped me to be fruitful in a foreign land. God, say God. Some people in the moment, adversity God has sent, they will lose God. They just lose the God mindset. They and lose themselves. And I like what L.P. Roberts said the last time when he was preaching about the wagons. He said he is determined that if his prayer, he will pray, get the wagons. If it's, it's whatever, if he's sowing, he will sow to get the wagons. You can't lose God and get gold. So, you, you have to understand that whatever the tightness is, there's not the time to become a prostitute because you can become a major man, a major woman, a covenant head man, covenant head woman. Is God talking to somebody? There's not the time to become somebody's second wife or to become a sugar daddy to some old woman who has money and is using you or lose you. You are a sugar boy. boy. Tell somebody, don't lose God. Don't lose God. Because, now listen, anytime there is adversity, God is creating opportunities for his God, man. Anytime. And what does it take to appropriate or maximize the Opportunity God is creating for you in the season of farming, such as the economic space. Is God talking to somebody? What does it take to work in this opportunity? Number one, divine revelation. What's, what's the number one? Divine revelation. divine revelation. Pharaoh would dream. It would disturb him. He would need interpreters. 
But you can't interpret until you have revelation. You can't interpret until you have what? Revelation. revelation. So, the child of God must be the child of God. How do you enter the realm of revelation? The realm of revelation is the space of God. How do you enter there? You enter the space of God by maintaining your spirituality and growing in it. You can't disconnect from God and have revelation. You need insight from the word. Revelation from the voice of God. You need to be attuned to the voice. When Pharaoh now said, interpret the dream, Joseph said, just give me some few moments. He just went to pray. God just revealed to him the whole dream and its interpretation. If you are not careful, eh, in this season of adversity, you will be thinking that you will never pray. Be thinking, calculating, thinking, calculating about the inflation, calculation for the inflation, the depreciation. You you don't have money to change even into dollars, but you know the exchange rate more than the people who are doing forex. Tell somebody you need revelation. You need revelation. I can't hear you. Tell somebody you need to walk in revelation. Walk in revelation. Walk in revelation. Anytime you are walking in revelation, you are walking in the power of God. In a a season of adversity, the people who are safe, who don't die, who don't come under threat of being killed before their time like Pharaoh wanted to do to his magicians, are the ones who can tap into God and download divine material and apply to the situation here and go ahead of their generation. Is God talking to somebody here? There are songs to be bet in this season. Yes. There are songs. Look at during the COVID, Sinach became a melody because of revelation. The whole world adopted her song, Waymaker. And you can imagine the Royalty that came with a good money. Yes, in dollars. It became anthem for the whole world. Are you here? That is not a song that you bet from sleeping behind somebody's husband. No. Something that God is going to use to encourage the whole world to build their faith, it cannot come from that place. No, it has to come from a place of consecration, a place of connection. In the book of Daniel, it says, They don't know their God. They shall work strong and they shall do what? Exploit. Walking in a revelation. That's not a time for misbehavior. There's a time to streamline things with your God. And get to a place where you are seeing what God is showing you. And you are hearing clearly what God is telling you and following the direction. Because I'm telling you, in a season of adversity, prayer is not your way out. 
Obedience to the instruction is your way out. Are you here at all? Yes. Obedience to the instruction. Are you being instructed? Are you hearing it in the first place? Because Joseph did not have the power to know the dream and interpret it until God showed him. You need that sharp spirituality even for your business. Sharp. Say sharp. sharp. I can't hear you. Say sharp, 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 sharp. Sharp. Yeah. And in this season of adversity, some of you are not married, you will marry. Amen. Yeah. In a low budget. Because he said, in a low budget. God just allowed this thing to happen so that everyone can understand that the wedding, it doesn't have to be kitty kitty. And you will marry a guy and a lady of potential. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. A guy and a lady of potential. Do you say adversity in the bay when then God just ushers both of you into abundance? But in a season of abundance, sometimes the abundance can confuse you. You see that in that state of adversity, every decision is carefully scrutinized spiritually and all the KPIs are, <laughs> are very, very, very much <laughs> on ground. Where, well. Am I preaching? If you cannot increase your spirituality in this time, you don't have a future. The same way the magician, Pharaoh said, I will kill all of you. If you can't show me my dream and interpret it. Because without revelation, there's no interpretation. Did you hear it? Interpretation of dreams. Dreams are puzzles. Dreams are, that means that when you become sharper in the spirit, you begin to have password. You begin to have solutions to things that are closed. Treasures that are closed. It's seven years of abundance. Seven years. Somebody's dream, the power of the interpretation is with you because of your spirituality. So you see that your boss or somebody will have an idea, but doesn't even know how to apply it. But when you become sharp like that in the spirit, you see that, no, 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 we can do it. And Pharaoh said that, ah, Joseph said that, let somebody say, hey, 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 hey. There is no discreet man in this Egypt except you that the spirit has revealed this thing to. Are you here? That's how he started breaking through. That from there his rising came. You are a covenant head man. But I've seen a lot of covenant head men grounded and tied to where they were born because they refused to improve on their spirituality. No discernment, no, no sharpness, no nothing. You are just, I'm a child of God, turning yourself around, turning yourself around. It doesn't work that way, yo. It doesn't work that way, yo. You need to, they don't know their God. You need to know your God. Joseph told Pharaoh, he said, just give me some time. Let me just talk to this God. He just went to talk to God. Daniel did the same thing. He said, just give me Give me one or two days. Just let me talk to God. He went and came back. He told Nebuchadnezzar, play, play. This is a dream you had. 
This interpretation. So, wow. This is your appointment. You become the president of all the other governors. Spirituality. Sister, your dressing is not your spirituality. Even the work you are doing now is not your spirituality. Look, that emotional setup you have is not equal to spirituality. No, no, no. Real spirituality is connection. Connection to God. Alone. Like, without God, I'm going nowhere. Do you understand? You push yourself into his space. And when you go into his space, you see that there are a lot of things on the table. Zoom is a spiritual product. That app is a spiritual product. Somebody saw. Conceptualized it. Developed it. You know? Away. In dollars. In dollars. Number Number two. I said when you become spiritual, you'll be able to interpret dreams. You'll be able to what? I feel like I'm preaching. Am I saying something here? Tell somebody, get closer. Get closer to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number two. The person who is a covenant head man must manage resources in the years of abundance. In the moment of abundance, waiting for the moment of famine or drought. Genesis 41, verse 47 to 49. This is what Joseph was doing. In the seven years, the Bible said, and in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. That's, there was abundance everywhere. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. Sometimes, if you're a covenant man, Headman, people will lie to you that having plenty means you are canal. And in church, a lot of people will tell you that you are stingy. Let me tell you. Stop the psychological blackmail. You are canal. Canal to think that you can use emotionalism, blackmail to get substance from people. You are canal. And a Christophone, you see, everybody will have a chance. Seven years of plenty, it was, it was for everybody. The plenty was everywhere, not only in Egypt. Yes. Some people still managed to blow it. Including Joseph's own family in Israel. That being a child of God does not exempt you from being a blower. Yes. 
Saving is a culture you, you develop and it's a spirit you build. It's God, it's God talking to somebody here now. Now you get everything you get, you eat it, you eat it by faith. <laughs> then you call it, he gives us our daily bread. Don't think about tomorrow. For tomorrow will take care of itself. Covenant headman, hear me. Your inability to manage is going to punish you in the seven years of adversity. And the whole matter is that in the, in the moment of adversity, sometimes you have money, but the money can buy nothing. Learn to manage resources. One of the things you need to learn to do is to stop dealing with manipulators who look like they are lovers, but they are manipulators. Yes. They are manipulating you to collect from you and they are giving you titles. You are my covenant sister. You are my, my, my godmother, god sister, god brother, god, god, god demon. Manage something. Save something. You are my destiny helper. Manage. Now imagine if in those seven years of abundance, Joseph did not have a plan and the discipline to save. Regardless of the understanding of the vision, the whole world was going to perish. It took the discipline of one man to say that let's save food and corn in cities. Corn to a level that they stop counting. Wow. They stop counting. And there were no post-harvest losses. They stop counting. Can you come to that place where when you have plenty, that is also not the time you are manipulated to give all out. Because any time you have plenty for today, God has a plan for it tomorrow. Some of us have blown all the resources for tomorrow. Because you are lying to yourself that your weakness is rather your spirituality. This weakness that makes you feel like I am very generous. It's a weakness. It's not a spirituality. It's that you are not able to say no to wasters. And I know when God gives gold, there was a king in Israel. God gave them gold in the temple. But he called the enemy, come and see, oh, we have gold. The enemy came, collected everything, and put fake things there, brass, bronze, he said, replace it. Yes. There are people, anytime they have abundance, they call the vote, fill the cart, fill the cart. Once the money is there, money must be spent. We get, we spend. Spend the money. Let the money talk. Let the money do the talking. Hey, it's not every time that money must talk. 
So when in the season of abundance, you need to go to God. Ask God, what, what are you trying to say? Are you here? Is God talking to somebody? And I'm showing you why you need to save. Why? Especially when it comes be pray. Then even people who ask you when they are dead, you just go and revisit. It's like three years ago, this person asked me something. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't give internet. Are you, are you the God of the person? Listen, anybody who will not allow you to give them something that will make themselves reliant on what you have given them, they are wasters in your life. I can say it again. No? They are not looking for a durable solution. But they are looking for daily tips. They are wasters. You go there, one, two, three, stop it. Do what? A covenant head man must understand that the next level of battle, we fight it with resources. We fight it with what? Resources. Yes, not with tongues. Not with tongues. It's with resources. I preach when we preach This guy was saving, saving. There are people who don't have saving. Don't have saving. And they are not intending to have one. You have, you, like you have nothing in the season of abundance. All of a sudden, in the season of abundance, you see yourself that I'm a big girl, or I want to be a big girl. Then you blow whatever should have made you fill the bands and the cities. Is God talking to somebody here? Joseph came, his idea is that we are going to plant, we are going to fill everywhere with food. With food, he managed the resources. Seven years, and Bible says that God was generous in the seven years. There was abundance everywhere. Then the second seven, boy, famine, bath, nemi, 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 nemi. So, the third thing God wanted to do as a covenant. Today, I was just doing some financial arrangement with somebody. How? person called me and said, she earns so much. He said, can you help me do some financial something? I was driving. I parked by the roadside. One hour. Yes. Between herself and her company and herself and her income. Quiet. <laughs> you are looking at me like that. <laughs> Yo. A prophet is talking to you. Oh, my me fro will cry. No, I say I'll call you Jinko phone call I bet running channel fro so fabro 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 fabro. Okay, go ahead. Let your mother open an orphanage in your name. In the village. Let it happen. Do it. 
Well done. Number three, whether you like it or not, there's going to be a time where money fails. In our time, we call it depreciation of the currency or when inflation is rising. So whenever money fails, buy lands and have a mind to rule. Buy what? Buy landed property and have a mind to rule. Have a mind. This mind to rule, I, I wish I would have time to talk about it. But in Genesis 47, verse 15 to 17, watch it. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread. For why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. Next verse. And Joseph said, Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle. That I will give you food for your cattle. If money fail. <laughs> and they brought their cattle unto Joseph. And Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for the flocks. And for the cattle of the heads. And for the asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle. He's trying to do what? The people came and said, we are hungry. But we have properties. So, Joseph said, I'll give you food. But it's not free. I will collect your property. We will do butter. This is where the Christians are failing. Because the unbelievers will do better. They will collect your property and pay you small money because you are already in a farming and any small thing you want to collect for your big property. People sell their land. They sell their houses because they are in trouble. And they discount it and sell it. You see a Christian and say, oh, no need. What a useless Christian. What a, what a useless Christian. The people said, look, please go to the verse 15. For when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread. Why should we die when money failed? This, this is your request. Give us bread. This way it ended. Then Joseph insisting. And Joseph said, Give your. It is Joseph who proposed, though. Yes, that the bread is not for free. In, hey, let's, please, maybe after this preaching, a lot of you will think I'm carnal, I'm an unbeliever preacher, whatever you think I am. But I know I'm preaching the message God wants you to hear. Listen to this very carefully. All the rich people in this Ghana, they have become rich in such seasons. You see them buying all the lands in East Legon, buying all the lands in Cantonment. It is during the time when people are in hardship. They now bring the land to a level of a price. In fact, they, when they even mention the price, they have it. 
And they buy it. They keep buying, 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 buying. But you know, a Christian is always trying to, when you enter the market, when you enter the market, do as the market does. This season, money is failing. People will be bringing their property. A whole property will say $1 million this time. You say, you can give me 200000 I'll collect two fifty. I'll collect. That's all you buy. You just close one eye like that. Just buy. If it's your friend, buy. It's your brother, buy. It's your spouse, buy. It's your whatever, buy. It's your covenant sister, buy. Covenant brother, buy. Jacob. Esau said, give me food. He said, no, it's not free. You have to sell something. It's a trading. It's okay, bet right. And all the time you see that lower value is going for higher value. He's collecting food, he's selling bet right, which is heavier. These people brought their horses, cattle. You know, and this, <laughs> this one made Pharaoh to have business. So when Joseph's family went into Egypt, these were some of the animals, they, it became the, the business for Pharaoh to do. Are you right now? Christian sister comes right now. Oh, I have some four plot of land there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are I'm preaching. Is that not, not a question Joseph asked? Don't you have anything you can sell? And the Aquanabra. Go and what? Come. The thing is that if he goes to an unbeliever, that's the question the unbeliever will ask. And they are likely to sell it to the unbeliever because they don't speak in tongues. Unbelievers don't speak in tongues, they just speak market language. All this one, people will use faith to corner you by the side. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. This man used to do consultancy for free. Yeah, you will be happy that he, he consulted for people. Yes. Not now. He told me one like that. If you tell me another one again. You are not going to be my church. You, like, you won't see me well. You are playing with your life, oh. Covenant head man. Remember that your children will be victimized. Remember that your generation will be suffering. They need grounding. They need what? A pharaoh will come who doesn't remember you anyway. A government will come that will not be nice to you at all. You need God to protect you with the wisdom of foresight. You are there, everything is like you are trying to be God in the lives of people. Oh, it's like whoa. It's not the Holy Ghost. Your emotions are playing on you. Are playing on you. You are staying in a house now. This depreciation of the economy, not just the city, of the economy. Then your landlord comes, he says that. 
I want to sell the land. He caught the price that you have it, you caught it. Because he needs the money anyhow. You caught it, except you don't like it. Yeah, then I say, Oh, Mishama, I mean, and in Colano, or one, no, we are my ranto, be better. Oh, I'll grow when it's in tear. I'll grow when it's in This is the opportunity you have in the season of adversity. Things are going to be discounted for you to own them. Now, when you own them, pay the famine will pass. Then you see that you are a property owner. Now, the next thing is for you to have a mind to rule. Because Joseph had a mind to rule. He was buying the properties and he had a mind to rule. We are in church. We don't have a mind to rule. You go to East Legon. The property has been shared between like three rich men. Because they have a mind to rule. We are in church. We don't have a mind to rule. You, please, read, let, let's go to verse 20. Look at it. Verse 20. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Wow. For the, Come on now. You must what? You must collect the land. You must collect the land. Don't stop doing, stop doing, stop doing like you are God. Stop doing like you are God. And people are going to come to you. People are going to come to you. You'll be surprised. It's a prophetic message. People are going to come to you. And you must be collecting. Collect. Collect gold. Collect land. Collect property. Collect. Stop playing God. He said, Nyamidi atuma kumasu, nyamidi atuma kumasu. Uti yo. Asori ma nyamia mfantu wa kumasu sefabetu ofri. In this season when God is transferring wealth to you. You see how people will be letting off. Some of you are able to even liquidate your investment and give it to people. Without any exchange of anything. Are you a money lending company? Yes. Even they, they take collateral. So we come to church. Church doesn't have land. People in the church, they, they don't. And look, if you don't own land and property, you are not part of the race. You are not. They don't point to your car. They point to your land and your house. Blessed is the land of Joseph, not the car of Joseph. So when you start to clear, I can't out. This is the season, and you will agree with me that money is failing. Is it not failing? It's failing big time. You go and do. I've gone to do some works somewhere, and when they were paying me, I said, I don't want. I want. I want. Um, Employment slot. And I've given it to church members. Scan the man I made the. I even negotiated salary for the people I had in mind. And whilst they thought that it was an easier because they were going to hire anyway, 
They didn't know that, Charlie. You are staying. They will also say that, oh, what kind of properties are you here? My me way dear, you say, ni say, ni say, ni say. Would you have an opposite of course is here? This is a land economy in the Bible. Brother, am I not reading Bible to you? Joseph bought all the land of Egypt and bought it for Pharaoh. Yes. Houses. You go to some villages, some people own hectares. In this Accra, I say if you don't have land, you don't have a house. You are not part of the race. You are not part. You are not part. You are a church. You are renting sir, 12 years, 15 years. It's only one day the owner will rise and say that I'm not renting again. Brother, you know, and I read it, and the Bible says that, and Joseph was 30 years. How many? 30 years. He had the mind to govern the whole world. Yes, 30. Not 30. 30. Was ruling the whole world. Please. That many of us here are past 30 now. Pass. Tell someone, stop the play. Stop the play. Stop it. All that sympathy you sometimes have unnecessarily, learn how to bind it. Oh. Learn how to what? Bind it. Learn how to bind it. Learn how to bind it. Proverbs 13, 20. <laughs> Sadula Takia. 22. Give me 22. Okay, it's okay. 20. He that walketh with wise, wise men shall be what? Why? But a companion of who shall be what? Destroyed. Walk with me. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall what? Be repaid. Next verse. I love it. Let's read it together. One go. A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The famine came for all of us. How some people have been weakened to sell their property. Is it your making? Collect it now. Collect it. We used to turn it there, two cities. Freshness quantity the same. Depends on the scale you have. Stop being a judge of everything. And then you need more dinner than a tomato. Or turn the ten city or one hour about tomato. One hour boy. Ubo tomato. And I would your tomato. Go to the next cellar. Brother, you need to give yourself that opportunity. In this season where farming is making money fail, don't lose that chance. When it comes, grab it. When it comes, do what? Grab it. 
have a mind to rule. When the slave will have show working on paper, on the paper, show working on the answer sheet. What do you have? I say, I have a house here, I have here, I have there, I have land there, there, there. Well, you are coming to quarrel with me. Brother and Awabo, what do you have? And sometimes all you do is that they were prostitute, or with the prostitution, anyway, there. The point is, what do you do that knows the right way? <laughs> In the right way, no. Were there no blessings there? What do you have? Like, what do you have? Yeah. In Cape Coast, I built Accra by the grace of God. Where I'm staying, I'm always asking the owner. Hurry up. <laughs> the time is coming. Oh, one day you say yes. And you one day, one half day. But turn a come as you say. Sofono. In Jemu Mano. One day, one day. She will submit to the oil. <laughs> I'm telling you. This building, this, this facility, I'm always asking the owner. From day one, we want to buy it. He said, no, not for sale. But when it's coming, it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Kalabala, kalabala, that. We'll buy this place and make it a teen's chapel. One day. One day. You'll be there, someone will bring my today, sell it. 200,000. I come say, no, I can't give you 7,000. Sharp guy. Joseph, the Joseph generation. Sharp guy. Sharp guy. Because before the person will now move and say, I want to sell this gold necklace. You can't pay that 10,000. No, 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 Sharp guy. Don't deceive yourself with this gray suit, white shirt, patent tie. There's nothing, there's no value in it. There's no value in dresses. There's no value in it. Go for landed though. Durable stuff. Because I prophesy that that season is coming. That amen is not strong at all. And I see you ruling and I see you in charge. Look at what the Bible says. It said that at all times, the lender or the borrower uh, is a slave to the lender. Slave. It's a servant. You will be the master. You'll be the ruler. Yeah. I don't know how God led you to come for this service, but hey! Shalukala, kada kada kada. You'll be. 
you will be in Jesus' name. She had a dream. She went, the owner said, oh, I, this one, when he rains here, I don't like the land. She bought it. Everybody was insulted. And champion oil pure land. And she bought it like the dashe. Today, the rest is Guinea's Book of Records. Sister, there are lands that will come. You will sell that your car and go and buy you. you that car that is making you make you feel like you're a big girl. Car is not equal to big girl. Car can go, get bent. Have you seen a land bent before? The grass pen ever burning. The land here cannot get bent. Sell that Mercedes is blocking you from having the land. Sell that Mercedes and use the Legidis and own a land. Own a house. Are you here at all? What is it now? Your daddy are waving you in car. You have nothing. You are going to have something now. I said you are going to have something. Between now and the next year, may you have something in the name of Jesus. Please rise to your feet. I mean, You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International podcast and audio rima at reverend francis Auburn. visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org one word for further information call 0244 877 or 0207 or 0277 join us on sundays at 7am for the a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6pm for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.